0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the gospel reading from John chapter 8. Maybe may be seated. In the name of Jesus, Home is where the heart is. Now some of you may have that expression plastered on a wall in your home, and I will not ask you to raise your hand if you do. Well, this morning at the Festival of the Reformation, we get a dose of the headache and heart ache that Martin Luther experienced early on because his heart was homeless. Working and worrying. Working night and day, pouring out his blood and tears to get himself inside God's home worrying whether or not he poured out enough blood sweat and tears to get himself in God's home his life a living hell homeless helpless hopeless but this did not last for our God is the God whose home is big enough for every single human heart. For Marty, for you, for me. No need for any heart to be kept outside in the cold, kept outside of God's home. Home, God's home, is where every single human heart belongs. And uh, the people of God, they had a festival that reminded them of this every single year. At a festival that celebrated God's home-making and home-coming, Jesus invites Jews to make their home with him, but they don't want his home. They say, no, no, we don't want your home. Slam the door in Jesus' face. I mean, what an invitation that our Lord lets loose here in our gospel reading. John eight thirty one. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, these men's hearts were not quite at home with God. And that's why Jesus invites them, invites them to dwell, to abide, to make their home where, 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 in, 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 his, 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 in his word. Essentially, Jesus says, welcome. The Father's door is open. The fireplace is lit. Your bed is made. And the pantry's filled, the overflowing. And there's a party waiting for you inside. But but you're not you're not quite there yet. You're on the porch. Yeah, you're on the porch. You're so close. Abide in my word. Dwell in my teaching. Make your home in my voice. And there, your heart will find rest. Your restless heart will find rest. Homeless, helpless, hopeless no more. Let me free you. Let me family you. Let me feed you. Come and be at home in my house where there is freedom. So much joy in life that has no end. Now this invitation to come home is it's, it's quite appropriate. Very appropriate. I mean, Jesus welcomes these Jews at a festival that celebrates how welcoming this God really is. Welcome to the Festival of Booths, or also known as the Festival of Tabernacles. It's a biggie festival. Concluded the Jewish festival season. One of the big three. Passover. Pentecost, tabernacles, booths, and this festival, Festival of Tabernacles, remembered the God who provided and protected his people during their 40-year wilderness wanderings right after the Exodus. In the desert, God's people were not alone, not homeless, not helpless, not hopeless. God was with them. He delivered them from Pharaoh so that he could dwell with them forever. Dear friends, that uh, that name Pharaoh means great house. <laughs> well, during the 400 plus years in Egypt, God's people did not view Pharaoh's house as a great house. More like a, a break house, a back Breaking house loaded with all of this labor and, and hard work slavery suffering sorrow and so god's people in hope cried out to him for help desiring their own h-o-m-e home and he heard their cry for help and he came to their rescue didn't he He brought them out of Pharaoh's great house and made for them a better house, a greater house, the greatest one there is, a home for them, a home where he could dwell with them. He sent Moses down into Egypt to free his people by way of the Red Sea. Family his people at Mount Sinai and feed his people during that 40 year wilderness wanderings, having a steady diet of, of manna and quail. God was not far from them. This God actually dwelt with them in a tent, the tabernacle. And God's people dwelt with him in, in, tents. So we shouldn't be surprised at this yearly festival, the festival of booths, tabernacles, that lasted seven days. Thousands upon thousands of Jews flocked to Jerusalem, and guess what they did? What did they do out in the fields? They camped, they pitched their tents, and they remembered this God of home-making and home-coming, and now these Jews in the gospel reading are staring into the eyes of this God of homemaking and homecoming. God no longer dwells in tents and temples made with hands, because he himself has hands: hair, nose, eyes, a smiley face, a heart that beats, lungs that <gasps> breathe. And this is what uh, John brings home in John 1:14. Some of the best words in all of Holy Writ. And the word became flesh and dwelt tabernacled among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Sadly, these Jews at this festival of tabernacles wanted nothing to do with this God who made his home here as one of us to dwell to tabernacle among all of us, verse 33, they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Now the home that Jesus welcomes these guys into is full of freedom, bursting with joy, Filled with unending life. But they want nothing to do with this Jesus and his home. That's because they are card-carrying children of Abraham. Their family tree tells them, falsely by the way, that uh, they're already at home with God living it up with him. Not outsiders, total insiders. Not homeless, not helpless, not hopeless. They're free! They're free! Now I know they have a history of being under the thumb of a lot of nations. You know, Egypt. That's an easy one. Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece. And when Jesus speaks these words, we'll roam. But they would consider themselves still spiritually independent and free. Because their God is king. King of kings. King above every king. Even that bloke who sits on the throne in Rome. Yeah, way above that guy. This king, their king, reigning and ruling over everything and everyone. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. They're refusing Jesus' invitation to come home, and refusing Jesus is actually refusing the king. They're keeping themselves outside. Homeless? Yeah. Uh, helpless? Oh, yeah. Hopeless? You betcha. Yeah. Now, when it comes to Martin Luther, his problem wasn't so much that uh, he thought he rejected the king, but that the king rejected him. Before there was even the festival of the Reformation, Martin Luther banked on his own efforts and exertion to get himself inside God's home, but no matter how hard Marty Luther tried, no matter how much blood and sweat and tears he poured out, it was never enough. Homeless, helpless, hopeless. Now Luther wrote about his hellish experience trying to get inside the Father's house. By what he did, his works, trying harder, being better, doing more, he reflected on his life at a year before his his death, and he wrote these words, As a monk I led an irreproachable life. Nevertheless, I felt that I was a sinner before God. My conscience was restless, and I could not depend on God being propitiated, that is appeased, by my satisfactions, my works. Not only did I not love God, but Actually, hated the righteous God who punishes sinners. His many days fasting, his many nights of tearful praying, his many hours of enumerating all of his sins in the confessional booth, all of that didn't work. All of that wasn't enough. It did not give him relief, 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 release, rescue. As he wrote in his uh, hymn that we sang just a moment ago, Dear Christians, one it all rejoice. Fast bound in Satan's chains I lay, death brooded darkly o'er me. Sin was my torment night and day. In sin my mother bore me. But daily deeper still I fell, my life became a living hell. So firmly, sin possessed me. Now freedom would come for Marty Luther. It would be a Marty party. Mm -hmm. The scales falling from his eyes. The Holy Spirit opening up his eyes through the word to realize that no amount of blood, sweat, and tears on his part could actually get him inside the Father's house. It wasn't about his grit, but about his, that is God's, gift. All about God's gift. Grace, upon grace. And Marty Luther would get a dose of this grace that changed his life forever from the book of Romans, especially this verse in our epistle reading, Romans 3.28, for we hold that one is justified, that is declared enough, by faith apart from works of the law. Yeah, God declared Luther enough as a gift received by faith, and get this, the faith that Luther used to receive that gift of enoughness, also a gift, is all gift. And this completely changed his life. A load was taken off his chest. He could finally breathe. Luther, when talking about this moment, He he talks about it as being reborn. It's as though, he he says, that he walked through the gates, the doors of paradise. No longer homeless, helpless, hopeless. God's home is where Marty's heart (coughs) was. See, Marty Luther discovered that... uh, He couldn't get in the Father's house by his grit, what he did, his works, his efforts, his exertion. And we can't get inside either by our blood, sweat, and tears. The festival of the Reformation is God's gracious invitation to make our home in God's word of liberation. And we need liberating. Rescue, don't we? Now, if you walked in here this morning thinking you don't need rescue, well, Jesus tells us straight up here that we need rescue. John eight thirty four. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Now, just as the Israelites, while in Egypt for four hundred plus years, you know, made, made houses for the Egyptians that they themselves could not enjoy, we are enslaved to our own home-making projects. No matter the raw materials that we use to build our lives, our education, our careers, our nest eggs, our hobbies and stuff, our relationships, it can't last, it won't last. Homeless. No matter the amount of uh, wealth, and stealth, and health. We are all one diagnosis away, one car accident away, one financial collapse away from losing it all. Helpless. No matter the advances in technology and science and medicine, we're still going to flatline, die. Hopeless. Dear friends, welcome to the Festival of the Reformation. Today there is freedom given to you and to me. Freedom from homelessness. Helplessness. Hopelessness. I mean, that's what the Festival of the Reformation is all about. See, Jesus is God's Son who sets us free by dying on that cursed Good Friday tree So that we are no longer slaves, but sons and daughters in God's family, where we live it up in his house eternally. See, Jesus is the only one who can build a house that stands the test of time. A foundation that can't crack, walls that can't cave in, a home forever. He has the credentials, he tells us that in John 8. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free. Indeed, Jesus does remain in the father's house forever. But here's the thing about Jesus. He doesn't want to be an only son. He doesn't want to live it up in the father's house all by himself. That's not fun for him. He wants you there. He wants me there. He wants all of us there. And that's why Jesus takes on flesh. So that his body can be the home of God in this world for everybody. Jesus says so in John 2. Destroy this temple. And in three days I will raise it up. Now eventually they would destroy the temple of Jesus' body. And they would do so using what? What? Three spikes and two boards. Now this carpenter from Nazareth, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> this is how he's going to build a home that lasts, that stands the test of time, that endures forever. He lays down his life and he takes it up again on Easter morning. And then Jesus greets those scaredy cat disciples in the upper room. saying, look it, look it, No. He says, peace be with you peace be with you that word peace that is a home making home coming word a word spoken 2000 years ago is spoken in this room today peace be with you and when jesus speaks those words he's saying welcome it's it's finished it's done i am enough Abide in my word. Dwell in my word. Make your home in my word. And there you will find me. And I will find you. And we'll be at home together. And you will have no lack of help and hope. Remember your baptism every day when that water that that flowed from my spear-pierced side carried you into my house no longer homeless. Rest in that promise that I make with you, the promise that I've overcome the world by my blood, by my sweat, by my tears, no longer helpless. Recline at my table and feast on my flesh and my blood. Looking forward to that day when you are resurrected in both body and soul to live in the new creation, the new heavens and the new earth. No longer hopeless. Stay with me. Don't go anywhere. I am the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. There is now nothing that keeps you outside except for your own stupid, stubborn insistence on building your own house. A house that will never satisfy. A house that will never give you contentment. A house that will ultimately fall, fail. So put the hammer down. Listen to me. Abide in my word. It's already finished, this house I built for you. Come live and dwell with me. You're my family. What are you waiting for? Dear friends, may the festival of the Reformation not just be, you know, this this one-day celebration during the year. Let's celebrate the Reformation of the the celebration, the festival of the Reformation all year long by making our home daily in Jesus' word and thereby experience the truth that sets us free. And what's that truth, Pastor Aaron? Aaron? What's that truth? When violence sickness darkness chaos when there's that we're safe seen embraced loved kept warm by the light of the world jesus what truth when we feel stuck and that everything is a dead end we hear the turning of a doorknob and a voice say the door is open i'm here Follow me to the greenest pastures possible. I will fulfill my purposes in you and through you and for you. What truth? When we're, uh, we're hungry and our stomachs are growling. Like maybe some of your stomachs are right now. We're filled with the bread of life. Filled, overflowing, so content. What truth? When that satanic wolf barks at us and tries to sink its fangs into our flesh, we hear a... and a... Roar. The shepherd knocking that satanic wolf on the head and saying, get back. This one belongs to me. What truth? When death rears its ugly head, the one who is the resurrection to life says, you are in my nail-scarred hands Nothing can snatch you out of those hands. You are mine in life and most especially in death. My grip will not slip. What truth? When we left our houses this morning, did you know that we actually did not leave home? Home is where the heart is, right? When God's home is where our hearts are, no matter where we go, we're always at home. Homeless, helpless, hopeless, no more. Let's join the Marty party. We'll be happy we did. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.